Are you a professional woman who wants to create passive income streams and financial freedom through real estate investing? Join us here on Real Estate Investor Goddesses, hosted by Monique Alm. Listen to women who are rocking it in real estate investments as they share their stories of success, failures, and best advice in real estate investing. Start creating real wealth through real estate. Tune in today. Here's your host, real estate investor, syndicator, and developer, Monique Holm. Welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. I'm your host, Monique Holm. On this show, we interview badass real estate investing goddesses, women who are crushing it in the real estate investing space. And I am super excited to have with us today, Jill Johnson. She is a homeschool mother of five and wife to her partner in crime, a real estate joke. They started investing in real estate in 2017, and in less than three years, they went from zero to 58 doors. And they are—they started single family, and now they're multifamily. And what I love, especially, is that she is teaching her children about the business, and what it, and has made it a family affair. She is an accountability coach, passionate about helping women reach their full potential. So she's a soul sister of mine for sure, and helping women with they love. And she has an awesome blog called Life's Never Dull, where she writes about real estate, accountability, lifestyle, and travel. With her family, she travels in their sprinter van and camper as much as possible. And they've just really created an amazing lifestyle through real estate. So I'm super excited to have her. Welcome, Jill. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. I'm excited too. And we chatted the other day and you have a great story, which is really inspiring. Anybody who thinks yeah, like I was saying, I think your your story will inspire a lot of people. So tell us how you got started in real estate investing. Yes, my story is not very traditional. I got started through real estate actually after celebrating 14 years of marriage to my husband. And one month later and one day on the day after Christmas, he passed away from pancreatic cancer and left me to raise our five children. They were under 12 years of age at the time, so very, very young. And for the last 12 years, I was their mom. I was running household, I was supporting him, but he was actually going out and being the breadwinner. And thankfully we were in a, you know, a great spot financially, but just trying to pick up the pieces and see what our life was gonna look like without him. I quickly realized that I needed to find something to do, but we had always homeschooled and I didn't wanna stop that and I didn't want to go work a traditional job because you're grieving, your children are grieving. It's it's the last thing that you want to do is to throw them in school where they've never been. They've been homeschooled. And so I just kind of started searching. And ironically, I my first real taste in real estate was came in the form of a hard money loan that I lent to a family member. And so that was just kind of a really neat taste to see what that cash flow did and how that kind of changed for the kids and I. And so when that was coming to an end, I did not want to put it into the market. I just, I don't, don't know everything about the stock market and things like that. And so it just scared me to do that. And I had always had an interest in real estate and to kind of make my uh, long story a little bit shorter, through all of this, I met someone new, my now husband, Joe, and he was in the construction world. And for me, one of the biggest fears was 
getting a home or getting a rental property and not knowing what to do with it, not knowing how to fix it. And so he gave me kind of the confidence to move forward. So took that money and actually bought, it's a home with an apartment in the back, but it's actually two units. Started there. So that was in, so then March of 17, Joe and I formed our own partnership. And I think it was by April, we had five single family homes. In August, we formed a real partnership and got married. He actually married all five, all six of us. So that was just Aww, amazing. That. So we did that a little bit backwards, joined our partnership first, and then, you know, got married. I don't necessarily recommend it, but it was, you know, if you're going to do that, make sure you have all the necessary paperwork and things like that. And then by 2019 Christmas, so just last year, we, we have 28 doors. Amazing. I love that. You guys have created quite the dream team. And yes. so where, where are you investing and like, what are your, your investments like or your current investments? You said you have 28. Yeah. But- yes. So we have 50. Actually, we just, we now have 57. We just sold one to a renter. We're actually doing an owner carry for them, which is working out really great for them, but also working out really well for us because we were able to to, be the bank. (laughs) Yes. We get to be the bank. We get to make the, you know, the 8%. And so we're really excited about that, but we have 30 doors in Colorado and we need seven doors in New Mexico. So that's kind of where where our properties are right now. We manage the Colorado ones ourselves. We do have some boots on the ground there, some people we can call on and trust on. And then in New Mexico, we have a property manager that handles everything. All right. Awesome. And you're, are you mostly in Albuquerque? Or? We are. Yes. In New Mexico, okay. we're in Albuquerque. And in Colorado, we're kind of central Colorado in the mountains is where we're located. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. So tell me, you know, you've been in it a few years. What was your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it? Oh, like the feedback, right? The knowledge that we gain from (laughs) messing up, so to speak. Yeah, Yeah, I would think the biggest thing, the biggest mistake we made is I started renting in in a place of fear instead of a place of confidence that this is a home that's going to be something really valuable to people. Instead, we would kind of close on the property and I would just hurry and get a tenant in there. And that wasn't necessarily always the the right match. We Mm -hmm. learned the hard way, you know, about that. And so our process has gotten a lot better. We're much better at vetting. I don't worry about it. You know, I, I know that we'll get the right tenant in there, but we had to weed through some some things and and it it it's all a learning process. Yes, qualifying tenants is so important. So tell just mm-hmm. give us a little bit more feedback. Like what didn't you look at that you that you now learned that you you need to? Yes, one of my favorite examples and it worked out for like 2 years but then it just kind of went downhill. They came waving cash don't, don't Mm -hmm. do that. Don't take cash. You know, some of there was maybe some discrepancy in some of their applications. Now we use Buildium. We're very efficient with our background screens and things like that. You know, it just, I was a little bit more trusting than I should have been. And we're just follow up on things and go with your gut. I think that was Mm -hmm. one of the things where sometimes as a mom, you're like, but I really want to help them. And I really want to provide a home for their kids. And, and we can still do that. That is part of our mission as, you know, as our real estate team is we do want to provide that, but we also need to make sure it's still a good fit for, for us as well. Yeah. So I'm still going to explore more because I was like, cash is not necessarily a bad thing, but what was it that they were, what, what specifically was the problem that, that you didn't, that you didn't see before? 
was like, where's um, the cash coming from? The yeah, dog? it was more you of, I, yeah. <laughs> I think it ended up being an issue of where the cash was coming from. They were probably into something, some things that they shouldn't have and yeah, okay. kind of not truthful on their employment, you know, some of that kind of stuff. And even though we did follow up with some things, I, we should have gone another level. We should have just, you know, we've just gotten much better with, you know, credit checks and background. There's so many different things that yeah. you really do need to look at. It's not just, oh, well, this person's got $1,200 and that's great. <laughs> Let's go ahead and rent it to them. Just, you know, we do everything through direct deposit now. We really don't want to touch. We don't really take cash. We don't really, even checks now we'll, we'll get some people to, but we really like it to be all automated because we because we manage so many, we want to be as hands-off as possible, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Totally makes sense. That's a, that's a really great lesson for people to, yeah. to get. And, you know, these people are going to be in your house and on your home, the properties that you own. And especially depending on where you are investing, it is not the easiest to have people to get rid of bad tenants. So um, It could be very expensive, too. Yeah, it can be very expensive. Yeah. So definitely yeah. do lots of your diligence up front to make sure you have a good tenant. So what are you most proud of? I think what I'm most proud of is the partnership that we have formed being a husband wife team and scaling so quickly, just our own investors and actually owning our own properties. I'm also super proud of how we've brought our kids into our business. Our oldest two actually own one of our units. And hey. They have learned so much through that. We, we just try to teach them so much that they can go on and take, you know, with, with anything in life and, and good work ethic. And, and then the other thing that I was super proud of is just this last December, we were able to buy another 10 unit because we had improved a 12 unit, we're able to refinance. So we basically didn't have any money out of pocket, just, just the earnest money. So that was a really, really cool thing to have happen. I love when that happens. That's awesome. So I'd love to hear more about how you do this as a family. Because I know a lot of people, first of all, how does your partnership work with your husband? A lot of people are very curious about that. So how do you make that work so that, that and then I, I want to ask you about how you're doing it more with your kids. But first, let's, let's talk about as a, as a couple, and I work with my husband and, and but I love to hear from other successful real estate couples. How are you doing it? Well, how do you make it successful? Yeah, and still want to talk at the end of the day. <laughs> and still love each other. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, right from the beginning, we kind of each kind of kept our own roles. And so, and then we both came together to make offers and to look at deals and decide, is this something that we really want to take on? And so we've kind of always had those clear you know, this is what you're going to do. This is what I'm going to do. But we've also been flexible enough with each other to help each other when we need to. And that's not to say that things haven't also evolved. As I get more busy with homeschooling, as kids get older and things like that, he's had to take on more and he's my construction guy. So it makes sense for him to take on a bigger role right now. And as the kids leave the house, I see that changing again. So I think for one thing, communication is key talking about everything. If something bothers you, just get it out because you can't fix it. If, you know, if he doesn't know what's wrong, you know, how can you fix it? And just what works for us may not work for your husband and wife team. You know, just figuring out your strong suits and what you truly want to do. And sometimes things that I don't want to do, 
he loves doing it and things that he doesn't really want to do. I love doing it. So it kind of works out not to say there's not growing pains and things like that, but we really truly love the business. We'll go on vacation and choose to talk about real estate just because it's something that we're, we love, you know, yeah. Oh, let's look at this deal. Like we just, we're very passionate about it. That's great. And that's what I have found too. When you have clear roles, so you, this is your job. This is not that we don't work together, but sure. To the same with us as a couple and communicating and just always keeping, keeping each other informed and letting, you know, and airing things when there is a challenge. Mm -hmm. So it's all, those are all really great uh, pieces of advice. How about with your kids? How are you getting your kids involved in the real estate investing business? Yeah. So because we homeschool, we're, we're blessed to be able to work it into their curriculum. And so we do like basic financing, family budgets, things like that. Cash flow is a term we use all the time. Our kids really understand that you have this mortgage, but someone else is paying it down. You know, it's a, it's a long-term investment. Our like I said before, our oldest two actually were able to purchase a deal from us. And so that's been really cool when the sewer backs up, they don't make rent, you know, they don't get rent, we have to go and pay that. And so learning that that's not fun, but that's real world. And so we've done everything from like a Dave Ramsey family budget class, we play the game cash flow as for fun, yeah. <laughs> which is you know, that not typical, I understand. Um, we do our it boys, in our house. <laughs> it's fun. Our boys actually have an app that they can invest in stocks in, re in not real estate, but like the stock market. Mm -hmm. And so they've played with that. That's been really, really interesting because they were doing very, very well. And so it was kind of giving them this false sense of security. And then I had them check it right after COVID hit and they were like, mm -hmm. mom, our money's gone. And I'm like, yeah, I know, you know, and let's talk about this because we were fortunate enough to be able to work with tenants that we didn't suffer that, you know, no one was, you know, everyone paid rent. And so that was really such a good lesson for all of them. We've also had our kids, you know, get on Zillow and say, hey, find, find us a property that, that we can look at and we'll, we'll kind of teach them that. And so as they're getting older, they're learning more and more, obviously, you know, but you can start with something so, you know, someone so young to start to learn to save and and that there's just so much that we weren't taught necessarily. And we talk about money all the time in our house. I just think that sometimes it was, it's very kind of hush hush. And I don't think it should be. I think they should know if we have a tenant that destroyed something, it costs us money. And that's reality. That's real life. I love that. That is so awesome. That's really, really great. I hope everyone listening who has kids is learning from that. Yeah, because you can bring them in and teach them these things. And that's what's, and I don't have to, I like, I didn't get my first investment until I was 30. So my, it's like, gosh, if I had learned known this as a kid or teenager, right? What, what a difference that would make in my life. Amazing. So to what do you attribute your success? I would probably have to say courage in the beginning to, run the numbers, see that the numbers worked, and then actually go ahead and take the step to write an offer. Even if we had to offer a low offer, we still wrote offers. We still went after properties that we wanted to have. I see so many people, even people that we talk to or that we help, they get stuck in that analysis paralysis and it's, it, they just aren't making that next step. And I think that that's 
that's what separates us from, you know, that's what, that's how you move from zero to 58 doors in such a short amount of time. And then we also have built an amazing team. And so each of our areas that we invest in, we have realtors who are bringing, you know, our, a couple of our deals, buildings that we own were off market deals. You know, there were pocket listings that we were able to, to hop onto. We also have some construction people that help us. And so I think just having the courage to take the step, but then also making sure you're bringing along people with you to to help to build that team. Yeah, love that. And what advice do you have for a woman who's just starting out in this field? Uh, it's just starting out. I would say read everything that you can. Listen to podcasts like yours. I mean, there's so much education out there that's totally free. Then I would also find somebody like a mentor or coach who who is where you want to be and get them to help you and then run your numbers and write an offer. You know, don't be afraid to put an offer in. It's, it's not that scary. It's actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Take action. And what do you wish you'd known at the beginning that you now know? I think it goes back to that fear of, you know, whatever happens, we're going to be okay. We're going to fix it. If it's a bad tenant, we're going to go through, you know, the courts and get them kicked out. If they trash the place, we're going to get in and fix it. If COVID hits, we're still going to be okay. We're still going to weather that storm. If and if we have to maybe waive late fees and have them make payment, whatever the systems that you put in place to handle things like that, we will be okay. And we're going to weather. There isn't anything that we can't find the answer to, find someone to help us on to get us over that hump. Very good. So before we get into our famed end of show, Trinity, how can people reach you to find out more about you or to connect with you? Yeah. Um, so life's never dull on all the social media. So Instagram and Facebook also have a blog just called lifesneverdull.com. Would love to connect. That's one of my passions is just connecting with other women who are driven and excited about life. All right. Awesome. So life's never dull all over the place. And okay, so time for our Trinity, which is a brag of gratitude and a desire. What's one thing you're celebrating right now? What's your brag? My brag right now is I just started accountability coaching, which has been so much fun. And it's just kind of blown me away of such a quick start that it's had. And it's my passion to help women be their best self, reaching their potential for their families, but most importantly for themselves, creating that balance and harmony within them to go out after what they want. And so it's just been, it's been really, really rewarding. And obviously real estate has afforded me to be able to start my accountability coaching. Beautiful. Well bragged. And what's one thing you're grateful for? God, he's carried me through so many things and given me this beautiful family with amazing health. And I'm truly grateful for that. Beautiful. And last but not least, what's one thing you desire? My desire is to travel more with our children. Our oldest is turning 17 next week. Can't even believe that's possible. She should be six. But these times are so precious. And because of real estate and not working for someone else, being able to work for ourselves, we are able to pick up and travel. In fact, we were on a six-week trip when the whole virus hit and we were able to stay the course safely. And it's seven of us in this tiny little camper and it is the most precious time. So we are looking forward to getting back out there. This fall, we're already planning a trip and real estate affords us to do that. When we're on the road, rent is getting paid. And so it is just, it's a beautiful, beautiful life and I'm super grateful. 
Thank you so much, Jill. This was really inspiring. And uh, thank you. You're welcome. And thank you for being on and sharing your awesome story and your inspiration and wisdom. So if you guys want to connect with Jill, you can connect with Jill Johnson at Life's Never Dull on the social or lifesneverdull.com and connect with me at reigoddesses.com. There you can find out about our, um, you can get access to our free training how to get started in real estate investing, even as a busy professional woman. And also subscribe and like and share this podcast and join us next time for another real estate investor goddess podcast interview. Bye-bye. You have just listened to another episode of Real Estate Investor Goddesses, a show dedicated to sharing stories of women creating real wealth through real estate. If you found value on what you just heard, feel free to share with your friends. Visit us at reigoddesses.com to learn more about our programs and live events, as well as to access other resources. Until next time.